0: Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space.
1: Hello and welcome. Today we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Greg Bayer. Greg Bayer is MHI's director of sales, and fun fact: this is his ninth year managing the MHI Innovation Award. Uh, we're also joined by the three winners of the awards who were uh, that were presented, rather, at Modex 2020. Greg, first off, thanks for being with us, and secondly, we know how prestigious this award is within the MHI community. But for uh, anyone who may not know, can you tell us? what the significance of this recognition is?
2: The Innovation Award uh, came about as a way to marry the need of the attendee, which is, um, you know, they're coming to the shows to see the new and innovative products and, and to make sure we could get those those innovative products out in front of those attendees from the exhibitors. So uh, several years ago, we were looking at some of the attendee feedback and, and the exhibitor feedback, and there was a disconnect the number one reason attendees were coming to the show was to see new products. And when we pose the same question to the exhibitors, why are you exhibiting uh, showing new products was, was down around number three, I want to say, or number four on their reasons for exhibiting. But when you talk to exhibitors at the show, most of them have a new product or there is a new bell or whistle added to an existing product. So we wanted to, to figure out a way to, make sure the attendees were seeing those new products other than, you know, our exhibitors putting a hey, uh, new product sign in their booth or something like that. Cause a lot of them didn't even do that. So we sat down myself, Tom and, and Carol Miller and uh, discussed what we could do. And this award kind of bubbled to the top as, as an idea to do that. And it started off as a, as a, as an opportunity to, to really, as a free way for our members and our exhibitors to promote these products to the, to the attendees. And it's morphed into a, uh, a competition now that is taken pretty seriously. And it's, uh, it's pretty neat to see, you know, our industry has really morphed into a very, very exciting industry with the technologies that are at our shows. Now, when I first started at MHI in 05, you know, it was uh, year to year. You saw, you saw change in the equipment and the technology on the show floor, but not like you're seeing now. That rate of change in our industry has just accelerated 10x uh, over the last five, six, seven, eight years. So, so yeah, it, it was it was really designed initially as a marketing opportunity and a way to get our our attendees and exhibitors on the same page. And it's morphed into a very exciting competition that's bringing the best of the best to the uh, to the forefront. So, yeah, it's certainly. To the point now, where it's an it's an award that is recognizable. The trade publications have picked up on it, and uh, we get some promotion before the show and on the show floor, and then also after the event. I know the, the the people that win it, it's something that they're proud of. We'll see the trophies in their in their booths, you know, a year or two after at, at other shows, displaying that they've won the award. So, yeah, it's it's morphed into something that um, that has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of weight at our event and it's something that we're proud of.
1: So how many submissions did you get this year that allowed you to boil down to the three winners
2: here? So every year, the the submission number goes up. Uh, We had 155 submissions this year. Promat is a little bit bigger show still. We had uh, right around 163 at Promat 2019. Uh, The first year we rolled it out, we had 53 submissions.
1: So then from the 155 submissions, A judging panel chooses a total of 12 finalists, four in each of the three categories, and then each of those finalists delivers a presentation to a second panel of judges who ultimately determine the winners. And each of the three gentlemen here won the award in one of these categories. So why don't we, Greg, just, you know, touch on what these categories
2: are. We have Best New Product category, which is for a new product. Um, That was basically either released for the show or or between the last show and, and, you know, between Promat 19 and Modex 20, for example, uh, would qualify as a new product. We have best new innovation to an existing product. So if you have a product that's been in the market for a while and you've added a component to it that makes it innovative and different from anything out there, we created that category to cover those pieces of equipment or solution. And then we have our IT category. And each category, as I'd mentioned, the uh, finalists, there's four in each category. The reason we settled on four is simply timing and logistics. The judges, by the time they're they're done listening to 12 on-site presentations at the show, it's uh, normally around 12, 1 o'clock. They're exhausted. Um, I have to get back to my sales booth at that point to work the show. And that number 12 just... You know, four in each category just worked from a timing perspective. So that's where that uh, that number came from.
1: And how did the judges respond to the presentations?
2: The comments I get back from the judges, is, you know, this is, they feel kind of a privileged to, to hear this pitch. One, it's almost like you're one-on-one and they're not getting a heavy sales pitch like they would if they're just walking into a booth during the trade show day. And uh, they just really, really like the opportunity to be able to ask these questions about this product in an environment where you've got people around you that are in similar roles and I think that has been kind of over the years the, the one comment that I've gotten that's probably the most common is it's just they feel privileged to be able to sit down and learn about these technologies that are changing the way the world you know orders a lamp off of a website they're seeing this the future. Uh, essentially when they're getting a chance to listen and ask about these products. And um, a lot of them are getting it before anybody else sees it because they're seeing these packets ahead of the show. And and a lot of this stuff is, uh, is marked as confidential. So they can't talk about it with colleagues and we don't, you know, send anything out to, uh, to the press ahead of time, just to keep those secrets secret. So I think they just enjoy, uh, enjoy that part of it. That's probably the most common feedback I get.
1: Uh, that's just so great to hear. Now, uh, each of the winners are are going to give us a little taste of what it's like to be a judge uh, by sharing their award-winning innovation with us. Why don't we start with Jeff Hedges? Uh, Jeff Hedges is president of the Warehouse Automation Division at OPEX Corporation, and his category was Best New Innovation to an Existing Product.
3: Yes, uh, so OPEX Corporation is... a uh private family-run business, uh, been in operation over 40 years. Uh, We entered the material handling industry in 2012. Uh, And what we bring to the uh, material handling market, the supply chain market, are some uh, point solutions. One that focuses on uh, supporting robotic goods to person picking application. It's called Perfect Pick. The other one is a point solution called Sure Sort. That uh, basically operates like an automated item sorter or an automated put wall.
1: And so it's both technologies that won the award, is that correct?
3: So the Innovation Award uh, was granted to us. Uh, uh, we were uh, thrilled to be recognized by the ability to demonstrate how we could take those two technologies, Perfect Pick and sure sort, and have them work together although you know they can work independently to fulfill the the needs of uh, what I like to say is an ultra micro fulfillment center so very small square footprint you know 4000 square feet or less that allows customers to achieve very high density storage automated order fulfillment automated order sortation for uh, any type of, say, online order fulfillment, uh, maybe small distribution center order fulfillment within a very small radius. So what makes our technology kind of unique is that it, it's it's not quote-unquote new. It, it's it's uh, We've got hundreds of installations of perfect pick, hundreds of installations of sure sorts. Uh, we've got machines with you know, hundreds of thousands of hours of operation on them, and just kind of applying them to this micro-fulfillment type operation is kind of the next logical step in bringing uh, unique and very cost-justifiable solutions to the supply chain and material handling market.
1: That's incredible, Jeff. What trends do you feel point to the need for fulfillment on such a micro level?
3: So at the time of Modex, which was back in, what, uh, March, um, a new uh, justification for this technology was just introducing itself, (laughs) which was this uh, COVID-19 situation, which basically... um, Um, sequestered everybody at home, closed a lot of the stores, uh, reduced the uh, face-to-face interaction at businesses, closed a lot of businesses, um, and introduced uh, uh, a tremendous increase, sometimes tenfold, in the number of uh, customers that are now shopping online and looking for home delivery. Um, It's always been in the... um, topic of discussion in the news, right, that um, uh, the future of delivery goes, you know, they're looking at autonomous vehicles delivering to your house or maybe drone robots delivering to your house. And then um, in my mind, those vehicles are um, electric. Usually they're electric. Uh, They have to have a close um, base or close home where they're operating from, which the next logical step from there is smaller, fulfillment under distribution centers, um, and uh, what I would call regional distribution centers that would function as a distribution point for a large metropolitan area. The challenge that that idea uh, presents is uh, real estate, uh, especially when you get into a large metropolitan area. Like, I live right outside of Philadelphia, right? There's not a lot of uh, real estate, available uh, for what real estate there is available it's very very expensive and to look at um operating a a distribution hub in a major city like that becomes complicated there's height restrictions in buildings there's zoning restrictions uh, there's space restrictions um, you have to be able to not only deliver product but if it could function as also a returns center um, these are all things that would help justify, right, that type of investment. Uh, what what we had demonst- what we were demonstrating, right, at at Modex, uh, in which we won the award for, was essentially a micro fulfillment center uh, within our booth square foot of of uh, less than four thousand square feet. We had um, a goods to person delivery system, a perfect pick system that was sixteen feet tall, delivering totes to an operator. And essentially, we were demonstrating an operator that was batch picking orders and delivering them um, to a sure source system, which would then sort out those uh, batch picked items into indiv- individual orders into designated totes. So Um, if we go back to how are we going to have all those items delivered, if we can perform all of that process in an ultra micro fulfillment center, those totes or boxes could then be placed in an autonomous vehicle that then could deliver to some sort of remote uh, location, maybe to a, a pickup station in the lobby of a skyscraper that services hundreds of customers, maybe directly to a door somewhere of somebody's residence, um, or maybe to another, um, um, uh, say, Mart store of some sort, you know, whether or not you're talking a, a Target or a Kohl's or a Walmart or something like that for uh, those people that might want to order online and, and pick up at store. Um, so the technology and the demonstration that we had at Modex was kind of addressing and demonstrating um, a functioning uh, micro-fulfillment center.
1: No doubt very topical. Jeff, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, next, we're going to hear from Jeff Papadellis. He's the CEO, Chief Executive Officer at Yard Management Solutions, and Best IT Innovation was his category. As a matter of fact, his company has won this award for the last three years for the new capabilities they've added to the cloud-based yard management software. Jeff, thanks for being with us, and can you give us an overview of what the system does?
4: We bring visibility to the yard. So people generally come to us uh, because they want to uh, see where their trailers are, have better gate check-in, uh, get more accountability for what's happening in the yard. Um, but it really comes with a lot, lot more than that. Once, once the people get the visibility and they get the analytics, they can see the dashboards. Um, it's pretty common for them to see areas that they can get significant savings. So it's common for our customers with attention. you know, some of our customers start out with a half a million dollar tension a year. They can take that to zero. Some of them will find leased equipment where, you know, they might have had 30 pieces of equipment in the yard that uh, through the analytics, they can see they don't need it. And, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, 500 bucks a pot uh, to rent those for a month is 180,000 a year. And, uh, you know, just this goes on and on. A good amount of times, if you have multiple spotters or yard drivers out there, um, you can see the actual analytics and through the dashboards on, and how uh, they're performing and a lot of times uh, you find that if you got four you might only need two or three um, and you can repurpose uh, those folks into other areas.
1: Our understanding is that the yard is the area of the DC where operators commonly have the least visibility, is that right?
4: So that's hugely true. Uh, investments going to the warehouse, investments going to TMS, uh, and now companies are realizing that they really need that investment coming into the yard. So, um, you know, a company with, uh, with a few facilities, with any kind of a detention or a lot of spotters, uh, you know, can really easily save a million dollars uh, in a single year. In fact, some single facilities uh, could improve their bottom line by as much as a million dollars in one year. Um, the, the YMS system itself, uh, just from communication and, and all of the, the administrative work, uh, will do the work between four to seven individuals, depending on the size of your facility. Um, it can also uh, automate the entire entryway and exit way so that you don't need 24 seven guards as well as every other uh, aspect that it brings to the table so uh, companies are getting more and more aware of the need uh, and the benefits that you can get by having a yard management system and so've uh, we've been we've been swamped busy uh, because of that
1: So what new modules were added that you feel led to winning the award
4: in 2020 uh, we came up with with uh, three Three new items one was x-ray vision x-ray vision break basically brings a world-class yms or wms into your yms so you can actually hover over a trailer and get sku level information uh, some of our just-in-time facilities who are loading and unloading trailers and they, they don't completely unload uh, they can see exactly what's on that trailer at any time they can type in a search they can identify a piece of uh, or a part and get it right to the door immediately uh, we also have our uh, enhanced alert intelligence system. So this is something for, you know, say, for example, again, just in time facility, you're responsible for keeping an assembly plant alive. And um, say a product does not get loaded when it's supposed to get loaded. The system will throw up an alert. Five minutes later, it can shoot out an email. Ten minutes later, it can start texting and it can move right up the management line right to the CEO if necessary to make sure that uh, the jobs that need to get uh, get done get done. Um, and then the third thing, uh, which is uh, really cool, is our shipment optimizers. So you're at the dock um, and <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's a way that we can auto route uh, trailers to the dock based on what management wants. So you can select between first in, first out. You can select between preferred carrier. You can select between best, uh, best rate or the, you know, the best or the lowest cost carrier. And that can all be predetermined. So at the dock, when a, when a trailer is called to the door, the trailer that uh, needs to be called to the door, the right one gets there every time. So those were the those were the three that really made an impact this year, and they were all basically we saw a need in some of our customers' yards. We created a new module, and um, and, it, and it got some attention here at Modex. That was very exciting.
1: Absolutely, is exciting, uh, Jeff. Thanks so much for sharing, and I bet your clients were super excited to receive all that extra functionality in only a year. Okay, let's switch gears now to Jonathan. Last but not least, uh, Jonathan Hurst is the Chief Technology Officer at Agility Robotics. His company won in the category of Best New Product for their robot that uses legged locomotion. Uh, Jonathan, can you just set the stage for us and explain why legged locomotion is an important step forward?
5: So the question is, why is legged locomotion useful? Um I think that people take for granted um, how simple or straightforward legs or legged locomotion may be because it's very familiar. Of course, we all, of, most people, walking around and animals, um, and you know, when you think about it, though, do you see any robots walking around? Not really. You've seen maybe some video demos of it, but it is, if it were easy and straightforward, it would be prevalent and widespread, because right now wheeled robots are just stuck when they come to a curb or a stairway or even an extension cord. Um, And the promise of having legs as a solution is that they can go wherever people can go. People have legs, you know, that's our limitation. We've built our whole environment around our form factor. Um, And having a robot that can go where we go, we know that something like our form factor Uh, is a provably uh, good enough solution to go where people go. That's really the reasons why we'd want to use legs.
1: Yeah, that is very cool. Can you tell us also about your robot?
5: So Digit is a bipedal robot with arms and perception on it. And it is in a roughly human four-factor, not intended to copy humans in any way, but intended to operate in human environments. Designed and built from kind of first principles engineering to have the performance capabilities to go where people go and operate in human environments. The benefit of that is the versatility. Uh, Because Digit is roughly like a human form factor, it can do a lot of jobs that have been designed around a human form factor. So pick a bunch of these tasks in the logistics or the package delivery industry where the human beings are really treated like a robot in that there's no creativity, there's no decision making, there's nothing there other than a manual kind of labor motion thing that you have to just do over and over and over. Uh, It starts to fall, some of these jobs start to fall into the dull, dirty, dangerous, where those high injury rates, it's boring, and people don't want to do them. We just don't have a good enough automation solution yet. And Digit starts to sift in and solve some of those problems and starts to really leverage the capability of the people around, take over the jobs that the people don't want to do, and, uh, you know, increase the efficiency and the productivity of the group.
1: Jonathan, you mentioned a lot of tasks that Digit could assume, but one that you're really excited about is last mile delivery. If I'm not mistaken, I understand that Ford recently purchased the first two machines to develop a use case in that area. Is that correct?
5: In general, uh, you look at some of the startup companies that are doing autonomous vehicle delivery. We know autonomous vehicle autonomy is coming. Most of the companies doing this delivery, though, require the customer to come out and meet the vehicle. And uh, there's not a good way around that. You know, wheels aren't going to handle stairs and gates and things like that. But that's why these companies are focusing on grocery delivery and, and fresh goods delivery, because the customer going to come out and meet the car anyway. And that's a pretty big market. So let's fill out that market. That's a really good first step for the vehicle autonomy. But the very next next step is how do you get from the vehicle to the curb and just do that unattended delivery like, like we expect all the time. I constantly have packages coming to my front door. I'm a very happy Amazon Prime member. Um, we shop all the time online. I, I really think that's kind of the future. I think, you know, it's such a huge market even today and it's doubling and doubling again and growing. And I just think people are going to, generally, the commerce is going to be a lot more about having things brought to you and brought to your home.
1: So in the near future, a robot like Digit could be putting my Amazon packages on my doorstep. <laughs> Should I be scared about that?
5: I think that, you know, we've paid a lot of attention to how does the robot look. And, uh, you know, looking at it, it's we've chosen the color carefully, the shape carefully. We've got a long ways to go still. But... Uh, hopefully you'll agree. It's not like a, a black stealth bomber. It's, uh, more like it's got a uniform on that might be more like a caretaker color and shape and, um, you know, smooth, clean lines. Um, we really need people to be able to interact with this thing, trust the robot, which is going to be about understanding what to expect from it. So the robot needs to communicate which direction it's going to go and what its intention is. So people understand what it's trying to do. Um, and if they, you know, have that perception that, hey, here's the delivery machine, it's here to bring that thing that I ordered, then, you know, I hope, I hope that's welcome. But really having it look a certain way and move a certain way so that it really kind of looks more natural in how it moves and doesn't give people that uncanny valley kind of uh, uncomfortable vibe. It's very important for us to have it look good and move well and for people to feel uh, and be comfortable around it and for it to be inherently a safe machine.
1: That is absolutely exciting. Thank you for sharing that. I'd like to just take a moment to go back to Greg, because Greg, I want to touch on the fact that you've been involved since the very first Innovation Awards. And we hope that you're incredibly proud of how far the award has come. And of course, excited uh, about the incredible solutions that you have the opportunity
2: to feature. Could you just talk about that a bit? You know, if if anything, what we're seeing right now with this situation with COVID nineteen and and uh, the dis- disruptions we're seeing with you know physical, uh, the physical ability to go out and buy stuff, um, e com fulfillment, online ordering, um, streamline processes to get product at stores is more important now, and it's going to be more important now than ever uh, in the history of of how we do business. So. Um, the companies that are part of Promat and that are part of Modex are those companies that are are driving the driving force behind how um, our world is going to operate on the um, uh, you know on a consumer uh, consumer side as far as getting products and getting products to store shelves and to your to your doorstep. So um, my goal is just to make sure this program floats those new products and solutions to the top so we can marry. Our exhibitors and their products with those people that are are out there trying to um, you know to change the world. Um, and uh, our two events are are really the place where where those needs and the solutions meet. And this award is uh, is a way to uh, to make sure those uh, those solutions have a spotlight shined on them. So um, again, I just hope to continue to refine it and make sure it's uh, getting more and more exposure, um, not only at our show, but outside of the show. I just wanted to thank all of the exhibitors that participated. Um, I know this is a, this was a, a unique situation this year with the timing of the show and the timing of the virus. Um, there were a lot of tough decisions that had to be made by our exhibitors, and we had You know, 90 percent of them that 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 were able to show up and set the booth up and and take part of the show. And um, the Innovation Award participants all had people there on site and um, myself and my team and MHI. I mean, we can't express how much we appreciate the willingness to stick with us during this time uh, has meant to us. And, um, you know, I'm pretty confident when we start coming out of this, this crisis, our industry is gonna be leading the way to the recovery And these innovation awards. uh, Some of the products that were on display really, I mean, it's right there in front of your face. This is the future of the supply chain. And it's, um, I just, I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of those members and those exhibitors that are continuing to push the envelope and um, you know continue to make our events world class and um, just uh, some of the best out there so just a heartfelt thank you is all I wanted to add
1: I don't think there's anyone who wouldn't appreciate those heartfelt words Greg thank you uh, no doubt gentlemen it was great to spend time with all four of you you all are such extraordinary gentlemen thanks again uh, Jeff Hedges. Jonathan Hurst, Jeff Papadellis, and Greg Bayer for being with us today.
0: Thank you for listening to this MHI cast featuring Greg Bayer and the winners of the 2020 Innovation Awards. Stay tuned for the 2021 MHI Innovation Awards at ProMAT 2021 from April 12th to 15th, 2021, at Chicago's McCormick Place. Visit ProMATShow.com to learn more. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.